evening, distinguished Wizards fans. I'm Sully. I'm Raj. And this is the Bullets to Wizards podcast. We're back after the All-Star break, and yeah, the season is as depressing as before the All-Star break. Not much has really changed. Uh, Jordan pulled to the bench is a big one. Um, a few injuries here and there. Corey got sick. Denny got hurt. But more of the same from the team overall. Um, yeah, any any immediate reactions or thoughts for the team after the All-Star break, Raj? Well, my first reaction to Jordan Poole getting benched, that was like the main thing that happened. I mean, as soon as I saw that, like some Greg Finberg on Twitter, he tweeted that he tweeted that out. I'm like, is this real? Jordan Poole got benched? I got so excited. I was like screaming. I was like yelling at my roommate as well. I'm like, okay. And then ever since Poole got benched, I mean, he's been putting up numbers. He scored 18 in the Nuggets game. He scored... 21 in the Thunder game, and he scored 31 in the Cavs game. So, I mean, after he got benched, I guess Poole may have realized something? Well, I don't know. Oh, hold your horses there. His first two games were really inefficient. He missed a lot. He was scoring, but he missed a lot of shots. Now, the Cavs game, he did finally pull it all together. But for, yeah. for that, we'll go more in-depth on the, the games after the All-Star break, and we also are going to do some fun player grades and expectations for the remainder of the season. But before mm-hmm. that, let's quickly hit the intro music and say hi to our friend, the Wizards Cat. The game right after the All-Star break, the Wizards lost to the Denver Nuggets 110 to 130. Um it was I didn't really I didn't watch the game, but looking at the stats, I mean uh Patrick Baldwin Jr. He was kinda he, I think he, that's you know, the P, first P, time. PBJ is PBJ is playing, and I, I at least I'm happy he's not just riding the bench. Like I, I, I PBJ definitely has a, sh- a short ceiling for what his potential is, but if he could become like a baby Davis Bertans, I would honestly be happy with that for PBJ. Prime Bertans, not like the bad Bertans that like, is like whatever he does now. I don't even know what yeah. team he's on. He's been moved so many times since he's left DC. Like, but yeah, I hope PB, PBJ has potential. I'm glad he's getting minutes. But yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, Kuzma did drop 31 that game. So it is, I feel like Kuzma is, now that he has the security of truly knowing he's staying in DC, he can, I can tell he's trying a little bit more now. And he's resorting back to his old Kuzma ways. He had a bit of a cold stretch before the All-Star break, but he's back to scoring above the 20s now. And then... I mean, overall, this game, I mean, Tyus had a double-double. That was nice. Eugene played. Justin Champagne got some minutes. Garbage time minutes. But he, he, did, he did score seven, so that's nice mm-hmm. to see. Uh, it, was a, it was the Nuggets had control of the game since basically toward the end of the first quarter. The Nuggets were in control. Jokic literally did whatever he wanted. Um, surprisingly, there was that fun fact that Jokic has had a triple-double against every team except the Wizards, and then he finally got a triple-double against the Wizards, so he got that accomplishment down. And then Jokic, um, Jokic that game dropped... Um, he dropped 20, 21 points. He scored 10 for 10 from the field. Perfect he shot 100% the f- from the field against us. 19 rebounds and 15 assists to go along with that. And that so and strong oh, triple-double. And his only miss that day was from the free-throw line, which is kind of funny. He's usually a really good free-throw shooter. But yeah, so Jokic was in full control. MPJ also really went off against us. 22 points, but he didn't really have to do much, and he did a lot of his damage in the first half. Denny Avdia 
I don't know. I was legitimately getting a little frustrated with Denny. He was leaving, like, he was sagging off MPJ, and MPJ was just open for three, and then MPJ just cuts, and Denny, like, stays in the zone, not not moving. And I was like, what are you doing, Denny? Yeah. Like, you, 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 you can be a good defender. MPJ's game is just shooting an offense. He doesn't pass, like... I know he's really good, but come on. You, you, I, I mean, was especially not... the game coming off of his 43-point, like, scoring. Yeah, and, like, yeah, especially Denny, how hot he was before the break. A little disappointed that he came back out and only dropped five points. Now, he did go to the injured list after this game, so I don't know. Maybe he had a nagging injury he developed. Give him benefit of the doubt. I think that Turbo Denny is still in him. We'll see when he comes back from injury, but definitely disappointed with his effort against the Nuggets. Uh, and yeah, it, yeah. It just like all the Nuggets did whatever they want. Like, even like Christian Brown. Christian Brown had a, a double-double against us. 12 points and 10 rebounds. I remember he kept getting offensive rebounds against us. I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's time to admit Bagley is not a real set. I love, I've, I've been really impressed with Bagley so far since the trade. Like in terms of the value getting him for Gallinari and Muscala. I've been happy with that. But at the same time, like Bagley is even he's worse than Gafford against the league's best setters. And it's been shown like the last few games, like remember the Mavs game, Gafford had like 16, 17 rebounds against us. This game, Jokic had 19 rebounds. Like, these centers are getting like 15 rebounds. A lot of these games against us. And like the, yeah. issue, the issue of center we had since the beginning of the year, it's just only gotten worse. And uh, that, that Nuggets game, not fun to watch. Jokic is fun to watch, but for as a Wizards fan, not fun to watch. Anything exactly. else? Anything else you want to add from the Nuggets game? Um, pretty much you covered everything I was gonna say. But <sighs> we, the we have, Thunder do, game. Do we have to move on? That game was even worse. That game the was so Washington much worse. Lost to the OKC Thunder, one hundred six to one forty seven. That's the worst loss I think I've seen this season. Is that the worst loss? Has to be right. Uh, I don't think we've lost. Actually, wait, hold. That's a good question. I think it has to be. There's no way we've lost by like. It has to be. I haven't seen a score gap this wide before, ever. And here, I mean, um, let's check our friend StatsMuse. Just ch- I just checked the, my one of my favorite websites, StatMuse. Really good for looking up uh, just NBA little facts and stats. And apparently, our worst loss this season was December 11th against the Sixers. We lost by 45. So yeah, so oh, the th- the thunder lo- the thunder loss was only the second worst loss this season, and then our third worst loss was a thirty nine point loss against the Cavs on January third. Uh, we lost to the Raptors uh, December twenty seventh. We lost to them by thirty. I was actually at that game in person. That's funny, but yeah, um, we've had four losses above thirty points this season. So we mm. we have we have lost in spectacular fashion multiple times this year. Yeah, so this game, Landry Shamit started for the first time. He scored zero points. I mean, he played 19 minutes. He shot 0 for 2 from the field, 0 for 2 from 3 points. I mean, he got 2 rebounds. No, no, 3 rebounds. Three I, I don't, I don't, I don't care that he got 3 rebounds. Why are you over the Shamit stat line right now? It, 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 was just, it was just a super random start. I was, not, I was expecting, like, Kispert to start That's over Shamit. I don't understand starting Shamit over Kispert at all, especially since Shamit's, like, older, and Kispert's supposed to be the youth movement. And Kispert had decent, well, empty stats, huge loss. Points. Empty stats, 
hundred percent say with me empty stats, but empty hundred percent empty stats. Yeah. But twenty points. Yeah, like I'd rather see. I, I I don't know. Are we still trying to raise Shamit's trade value like for the off season or something? Is that like something we're still worried about playing the veterans for future trade value? That's really, I mean, that makes the most sense if you look at. That's it, still but, really I mean, dumb. I, in my it makes the most sense if you play the young guy. You know what I'm saying? I know, so. but I don't. I don't understand playing Shamit any like for. I know we guys don't under contract till next year, and we still could probably try to trade him in the off season, but. I don't get starting like I, I don't think Sham is gonna randomly drop start dropping twenty as a starter like his trade value is maxed out as where at this point start Corey's start my guy Joel's Bernard why is he not playing <laughs> he, he's been in street clothes the last few games like he's not even been active or at least okay I don't know With, this is a really funny um idea but I mean. starting Johnny Davis could make sense for one or two games I know he has been. What's the most friendly way, to, friendly way to... I'm sorry. This is a little bit vulgar. He's been bad. He's been piss poor recently. And, <laughs> like, legitimately, like, he's been getting minutes. Like, 15 or 20 minutes for the last few games after the All-Star break. He's dropped, like, a high of two points in all the games. He misses, like, five shots a game. His defense is not there. He just looks scared. He legitimately looks scared. He shot one, from, one for eight from the field. One yeah. for eight. Yeah. Two from three. Two points in 22 minutes. Yeah. What does he do? Is he doing cardio? Like, <laughs> no. Johnny Davis? This is a. Ex- I saw this on like a. I saw this on like, I don't forget if it was Twitter or Reddit, but someone asked, is the Nasus or Johnny Davis worse right now? Johnny Davis. 100%. I think the Nasus is more valuable. No. I know the Nasus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Nasus is goofy too, but like, I've seen him do more than Johnny this season, so. Oh, I've seen way more clips of the Nasus than I've ever seen of Johnny Davis in my lifetime. I love, uh, I love Johnny Davis, though. Talk about that. Never forget. Okay. <sighs> I think they stopped the Greenberg and oh, Betterman yeah. ads with him, right? I haven't seen those recently. Man, I love the Greenberg and Betterman ads. Bro is not an and actor. Johnny's not an actor, but... Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that... That Thunder game, going back to that, Johnny was bad. Every, is that, usually every game, we find some positive. We're like, oh, Eugene played really hard. Oh, Denny played, got a lot of rebounds. But this game, no. I have... No one, one played. To use no the same, one played at all. To use the same vulgar word I used before, it was a piss-poor performance from the whole team as well. That's, that's the word of the game, piss-poor. I don't know why that's the word I'm using. Yeah. That's like... I don't know if they had to go to the locker room and pee, and that's why they played piss poor. But it's a bad, it was just a bad performance. Like, I mean, we had people too. I mean, it was just Danny that was out. Rashawn Holmes didn't play at all, but everyone else was there. Yeah, and I get we're lagging. I mean, Chet's big and all, but like Chet isn't that strong either. Like physically, I feel like Bagley is not a horrible matchup. I know. Chet, what if, he what scored twenty five on us? Yeah, Chet. Chet Shea got thirty. Shea has the same stat line every game. He drops 30 or 31 yeah, or 32 points. Yeah. He does the same thing. He's a little free throw merchant. He does the same thing every game. Yeah. But respect to the Thunder, they're going to be dangerous in the playoffs this year. We're, we're, we're in no big competition with them. Blowout loss. Let's let's move on. I, I, that game makes me sad. Because the next game that happened after the All-Star break... When the game... started again, everybody. Yeah. Well, to be fair, Corey was actually <laughs> sick. As well. Corey was sick, so yeah. that made more sense why Shane went started. But yeah, the game against the Cavs was kind of fun. Like for so one, the first thing I want to say about this game, Johnny Davis, he fouled out. He scored two points 
Um, I just wanted to say that. Like, I, how is that possible? That's true. And like, <laughs> I know. Okay, fun fact. Um, I think the NBA record for fouling out the fastest is held by Anches Pasternak's former Wizard from like 2021, 2020, that era. And he, so it's just, it's just, it's just, it's not as bad as Pasternak's. I think he fouled out and like five or ten minutes that was hilarious but wow. johnny found jolly fouling out at 15 minutes is also almost as hilarious and yeah it's just like you could tell even like people have credited johnny in the past for oh he, he can maybe he's an okay defender but i think people only said that because they've barely seen him as because he barely plays he is not a good defender he's not an nba level defender i'm sorry i don't even i might mm-hmm. don't even make stupid like oh he puts effort like jose alvarado of the pelicans he makes up for his lack of size with effort. Giant does not make up for his lack of size with anything. He's just piss poor. Yeah, once again, just use that word. And yeah, but yeah, yeah over, let's, let's let's stop focusing on Giant. The man of the hour in the Cavs game, Jordan Poole, finally. Floaty. Yeah, get the floaties. <laughs> for I mean, Poole, he had 31 points, his season high. So congratulations to him. Um, he played 38 minutes, shot 11 for 21 from the field, 6 for 13 from three-point, and 100% from the free-throw line. Pretty good stat line, I would say, so far this season for Jordan Poole. Uh, yeah, I mean... I mean his confidence was there a little bit. You, I could see... Little streak. Yeah, especially the fourth quarter. I could see the, the swagger, the way he, he was doing his little jerky, like, where he does, like, he, you know he's confident when he does, like, his dribble moves at half-court? Like oh, he's, yeah. he's trying to cross up the defender at half court. That's how that's how you know he's confident. And he, he's just he, he as soon as you see Jordan Poole start spinning around at half court, that's how you know the bro is in the I mean, zone. That's what, that's what I like to see though. I want to see more of that from I definitely want to see comfortable. Like I know yeah. his confidence. It's like 100. percent I know his confidence has to be shot this year after how much he's been criticized. So it's definitely good mm-hmm. to see his confidence back. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I can really attribute this to him going to the bench rather that he just had a lucky good. I'm gonna from. I know this sounds kind of mean, but I think he's had a lucky good game. He has too much talent not to have a random good game every couple of every month, I guess. But like, I totally I agree with you. Like, cause he played 38 minutes. That's a lot of minutes for a sixth in. I don't really think coming off the bench did anything. The only thing I think is different about Poole coming off the bench is that he doesn't have to worry about passing the ball as much. Because you know, the first few minutes of the game, you want to get the ball moving a lot. And I don't think Poole is good for a, a ball movement kind of role. And also defense mm-hmm. matters a lot the first few minutes. Once again, Poole's not good for that. So I guess the stress of like the first five minutes of the game, not having Poole do that, sure. I'm not sure how sham it's any better at that. But sure, maybe that has something to do with it. But I don't think I don't think the six man role is why Poole's playing well. But I think it's just, yeah, he had a random good game. And I'm happy to see it. And yeah, the main thing is... He was hella efficient that game. Um, Pools put up Pools put up twenty points in a lot of games this year, but he was not efficient. But to, to, against the Cavs, really efficient game, and ugh, it felt winnable. It's it's an this is like the thirtieth game this year where it's like it felt so winnable until the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean they just figure us out super easily. Um, so much we can do though. I mean, it's just like this we team is four guys injured. It's not even this team even with. Even fully healthy, this team just has so many glaring weaknesses in yeah, defense. Yeah, yeah. The teams that are more talented than us will always the talent gap will always overcome what's the amount of effort we put. And also, to be fair, I think this is the first game. I don't know the first, but it's one like the very like two or three games this year. Where I think everyone put a full effort till the buzzer. 
Like, I've seen this team, even in our best games, we check out with, like, five or six minutes to go. This game, if, did you notice? We were down 10 with, like, a minute, like, two minutes to go. Everyone they started trying yeah. really... I saw Kuzma was, like, gasping for air. He was trying really hard. Cut it to five. I was like, I see you guys are trying. I can notice that. And I was like, hats off to you guys. Like, I know. I appreciate the effort. Like, I know we would lose games, obviously, but... I mean, I think it's the Keefe effect. I'm not going to lie. The Chief Keefe effect. Yeah. It has to be. Like, they were struggling out there with Wes. They were blowing 30-point leads with Wes. Everyone was, like, waving their, like, their white flag, like, in the third quarter with Wes. So, huge shout-out to Brian Keefe. I mean, yeah, he's making on- these guys play hard. Yeah, and, like, honestly, also, like, if the team checked out to being down 10 minutes of two minutes to go, I wouldn't fully blame them. They didn't have to try it. There's a lot of games this year they should have tried. The Cavs game, two minutes to go, they didn't have to try it, but they tried and yeah, that just it it just made me happy. Look, this season is losses it was, are painful. It was a really fun game to watch. Yeah, yeah like, losses are painful, but when they try, it at least makes it an entertaining thing to watch. And uh, yeah, Jared Allen ate us alive. Donovan Mitchell did his little thing <laughs> against us, yeah. but you know, it's let's see how many rebounds did Jared Allen have against us? Um, only twelve rebounds. Um, he had a double double every center. Yeah, it's a gear. Actually, if you're a sports better. Not saying you should or shouldn't be sports bet, but if you are, honestly, if, just bet on a, the opposing center having above 10 rebounds against the Wizards every game. Instant, instant cash out, trust me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even like Evan Mobley, Karis LeVert had a... See, I don't... This is another thing. These random, like, small guys... Karis LeVert isn't as small as Christian Brown. Yeah, but Karis, Karis LeVert is not double, that small. But he's not big either. He's like... Lol size is the best way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he had a double double against us. And it's like, what the heck? Why are these guys that <laughs> aren't like rebounders getting double doubles against us? And it's, it's, it's not going to, at this point, I'm not even expecting this problem to get fixed by the end of the year, but it's just something I keep noticing that's happening. But yeah, I mean, we're really small, so you can't really expect us to catch rebounds that often. But, I mean, especially after giving up Gafford with that little Gafford Bagley combo, I really like that little moment. Like, that was like two but, weeks of that, yeah. Yeah, that two even, weeks of Gafford Bagley. Even that combo got cooked, man. Even that combo got but cooked. We got rebounds with them. They did, well, yeah. Not a lot, obviously. But, but at least like Christian Brown yeah. would not have gotten ten rebounds against us if exactly if the dead duo. Karis Levert uh, would not have a double double on us. So I just think really random hot take pop into my mind. You're gonna get mad at me though. Let's hear it. I think the worst case scenario for Bilal Koulibaly is that he becomes Karis LeVert is the worst case scenario. Hot take. If he, if, if Bilal is a bust, if we can't develop him, he's going to be Karis LeVert. Which is not horrible. It's not great. It's not horrible, though. His ceiling is still like OG and an OB. I think there's a very good chance he gets there. But just watching Karis LeVert in that game, just I don't know. They're both very long guys. And yeah, both... I definitely got reminded of Bilal when watching. I've him. like, and I know LeVert's not a great defender, and but still, I don't. Know, I just feel like if Bilal fizzles out, he's not a star. He's gonna be Karis LeVert, and yeah, that, 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 that's 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 fine. But I don't think it's gonna happen. But just a random hot take I thought of <laughs> my random notes I took no, during that game. It makes sense. It's, it makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. Feel free to. We love getting comments, so feel free, even if you want to disagree with me, politely disagree with me in the comments. Like I, I love chatting it up with you guys, so feel free to comment it up. 
But yeah, um, I think that's a pretty good summary of the games after the All-Star break. Um, yeah, two very painful games, and then a, a pretty fun game against the Cavs. So. Especially considering we lost to, like, into, like, them earlier in the year by like 30-something. The fact that it was, Ooh, a t- that was a really bad game. Like, <laughs> yeah. The fact that we had a competitive game with them now. I think, wait, was that the... Was that the game Jordan Poole like scored zero points in? I think it pretty was. Sure it was right? I'm pretty yeah, sure. Was, yeah, so he got his get back technically. I mean, yeah. really he got his he got season high against them. Maybe the Cavs game plan was just I don't care about Jordan Poole. That's why Jordan Poole. Maybe um, JB Bickerstaff was just like don't guard Poole, and that's how Poole scored. Maybe maybe, maybe that's it. That the scouting reports say don't guard Poole now. Maybe and he's gonna get locked for the next week. We'll see. We'll Maybe, <laughs> yeah. But um, but moving aside from the game recaps, I mean, me and Sully have some little post um, post All Star break like player grades and how they played the first half yes, of the season. Yes, and we did this on purpose. But we looked back at who we're doing, and technically, I'm doing the young core, and Sully's doing the, the vets vet core. Yeah, so, it's gonna be kind of funny. This is really unintentional. This is legitimately unintentional because me and when me and Roger like do our little brainstorming, where I was like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna grade like the top like eight players in the team for this next episode. I was like, who do you want? And Roger's like, I want Corey, Denny, Bilal, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make you take Johnny Davis, and it's like, he's like, okay. <laughs> and then I was like, who's left? Well, I gotta do Kuz. I gotta do Poole. I gotta do Tyus. Bagley's the starting center. I gotta do him. And I was like, wait a second, it's a perfect. <laughs> so clip. I just matched up perfectly. <laughs> Which. I feel like we're going to be friendlier to these players than... Because I'm kind of hard on the Rooks sometimes, and then you're kind of hard on the Vets. And then I'm nice to the Vets, and then it's like we're kind of opposites, <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> yeah, it's that's, that's kind of funny. We have different point of views from that perspective, but I think I'm a very... I'm a, I'm a har, I'm not a harsh grader, but I'm, I'm fair. I'm going to say that. I was fair with my grades. I don't know about you, but... Yeah, I was super honest on my grades. I'm kind of scared from to my see point of view, and I see any other Wizards fans' point of view. You're the number one Corey stand. Then I'm kind of scared what you graded him. You know, let's screw it. Let's start let's with Corey. Start with Corey. What was your Corey Kispert start, grade? Start with Corey. Start with Corey. Um, yeah. okay, I'm gonna say the grade after I say like myself about Corey. All right. So, I mean, before I say anything, my rating on Corey has none of my bias involved in it because you know I love him so much. So everything I'm about to say is just raw observations, like anyone can agree on so Corey kispert so far he's averaging 12 points per game 1.6 assists and 2.5 rebounds and the pros i have for him is that i mean he's obviously a sniper from behind the arc i like to call him big Corey. i mean it's a it's a tyson fury reference for those who know but for those who don't other people kind of call him mini clay thompson or like crispy cream Corey. i mean we don't really have a nickname for him yet but other than that, I mean, another pro is, I mean, he developed his cutting and driving game to the basket. I mean, that was not there last season. Like, it was there, but it's not, it's not as solidified as it was now. Um, and his ball handling, it's gotten a little better. It's not the greatest. And, I mean, his defense as well, it's also not the greatest. But he definitely has, a, he's definitely shown a bit more effort into it. And you can, you can argue that not only Denny, but... Corey Kisper is also having a somewhat breakout season. Like, obviously defensively, he's not going to be a stopper, but you see a lot more effort from him from, like, last season. Like, pretty much defense and ball handling were the two things that he needed to work on. And, I mean, he is slowly working on it. He, he's shown improvements in those two categories. I mean, he gained the ability to drive to the lane and start dunking on people now. Like, Corey last season did not dunk on people that often. Now, 
I think he literally dunked the last game I watched. He just randomly ran to the basket, jumped up super high. Bang. He did not do that last season. So who knows what he'll do in a couple of years. I mean, he's more athletic than people account him for, I would say. And he's that guy that we can like rely to knock down that three-point shot. And for the future of Kisper, I mean, I want him to up his points per game average from 12 to 15. And just show a bit more effort on the defensive end as well. And now for the cons, I only have two things. He's still not crazy on defense. I mean, I don't know if he can get better from where he's at now. Maybe he can learn how to like steal the ball more. I mean, he's not I mean, a super he, tall dude. But he's, he's not, not good. He's not good on defense. Like he people run past him all the time. So that's a con. Another con is like I know that we I said earlier we can somewhat rely on him to knock down a three-point shot, but he doesn't do that that often. So he has to be he has a bit more he has to be a bit more consistent offensively because he can be a little streaky at times. Like he can drop 25 a night and then drop four and then average 20 and then drop like seven. So just fix that. And Corey has a bright future in this franchise. And now the grade I give Corey for the season or like the first half of the season is a B plus. What do you think of that? Oh, wait, I was going to tell you to hold it for like five seconds. I was going to insert like a, oh, a drum roll sound effect. We'll do that for the next player. But yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm happy. I mean, you said B plus. B plus. Uh, kind of hurts. I want to give him an A because I'm a Corey stand, but no, B plus. I think, I'm gonna give him a B plus. I'm gonna give him a B plus. That's hella fair. And honestly, yeah. I'm very impressed. You you controlled yourself despite your um man crush on it. Was him. hard, really but, hard. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I agree with you. Like hundred percent. Like I don't. I'm kind of disappointed. I feel like his shooting has honestly regressed this year. Like he's shooting a thirty six. No, definitely has. He's yeah. shooting thirty six percent this year. Last year he shot forty two percent. So he definitely yeah. he, he felt a little more automatic last year. The trade off is he has gotten a lot better at cutting this year. Like Bro just randomly slashed. I always used to joke <laughs> it's the once a game Corey cut to the rim. Now it's like four or five times a game. He's definitely added that to his game, and people don't. Yeah, definitely. I feel like a lot of people. For, I mean, a lot of people just don't pay attention to the Wizards. I feel like a lot of like not Wizards fans just think of him as like, oh, white three point shooter. But he is more than that. He is a sneaky good like drive, drive and cutter to the rim. Defense, I think he, I, I, I do think really think he's like, the defense looks worse yeah. when he's out there in the floor. Yeah. That's the only issue. Like, I, I don't know if I like him in the fourth quarter or not because he adds shooting, but then he's like a liability on defense. And it's like, I guess I like him more defense than the alternative, which is Shamit. I guess Corey, I think it's better. Because Corey is actually not as small as you think he is also. Like, he has some length to him. Um, he's, like, wide a bit. And he's, he's not a, super tall. And I feel like Corey is the most sneaky 6'7 player I may have, I think I've ever seen. Corey looks like he's, like, 6'3 or something. But no, dude, 6'7. So he has length to, like, guard shooting guards and point guards. And some small forwards in this league. But it's just, I think... I think either I, I'm sure he tries. I don't know if he just isn't like quick because there's a difference between quick on offense and quick on defense. It's, it's different mentalities, different footwork you have to have. He's quick at cutting on offense. I don't know if he just is unable to be that like quick when it comes to his footwork on defense. I'm not sure. He's still young enough where I think he can develop it, especially with the right coach. But mm-hmm. yeah, over, overall, B plus, super fair for Corey. I like that. Awesome. Do you want to go next, or should we finish the young core first? Uh, you know, here I'll go. I'll go next. All right, uh, who, sh- who should I do first? Um, 
Let's do Kuz. I'm going to do Kuzma first. Just get him out of the way. <sighs> I feel like there's a lot of different perspectives people have on Kuz this season. Some are more negative than positive. I don't think I don't think that's fair. I'll admit, Kuzma has had a few too many cold games this year. Definitely before the trade deadline, it looked like he stopped caring for a lot of games. Because probably if he was like, they're going to trade me. So, But once he got, like I said before, I've said this multiple times. I feel like once he got that, like... I feel like that talk he had with Winger, like, when Winger asked him, do you want to stay here? I think Kuzma has actually really appreciated that. And, because Kuzma, think about this, Kuzma was traded for by t- the Tommy Shepard regime, so I feel like his loyalty resided to Tommy Shepard. He, I think he's a little bit, I think came into this season not caring as much just because he wasn't sure what to expect from Winger and Dawkins. But I feel like he's he trusts them a lot more now. He trusts the team more. He likes being a number one option. He's not the best number one option, but he likes it. I'm giving him points for being a vocal leader. Pros definitely. I'll, so, I mean, in terms of his stats this year, he's averaging about 21.9 points per game. Or it just bumped up 22 after the last game. He is only shooting 33% from three, but Kuzma has always been bad from three with the Wizards. I don't know why, but he shoots in the low 30s. Rebounds are at 6.4, which is also down a bit. Kuzma, a few like a year or two ago, was averaging like eight and a half rebounds per game. So it would be nice to see him try on the boards a little bit more like he used to. But to be fair, when Kuzma tried a lot, when Kuzma was getting double-doubles all the time, it was because Beal and KP were there. So he, had, I guess, he Kuzma was a lot better defender two years ago than he is now. But I think it is an effort thing. And I'm definitely going to dock him points for effort. I'm going to give him points for team leadership. I'm going to give him points for being a 20-point-per-game scorer. I'm going to give him points that he... The defense gives the number one assignment every night the defense usually puts their best defender on kuzma it ain't pool no more the best defender goes on kuz so for being a leader again having a solid 20 points per game a lot of flaws with effort and defense but i'm still going to give him a, just a solid b a solid b like i think it's it, pretty good i would have given him an a if like the defense was there but the defense is not there so i did the docking for that or if he became like a 25-point game scorer, which at the beginning of the year, I thought he started like really hot the first two weeks. I thought he could maybe be a 25-point game scorer. He's not. I think 20 points per game is his cap. I mean, he's averaging 22 right now. It's nice, I guess. But I think B is a very nice score for Kuz. B is super fair. I mean, all the points you made, I mean, he runs the offense. He's a vocal leader. He likes being the first the first option on a team. I mean, all these, they all add up. And obviously he's not meant to be a real leader on the team, but how he's adapting to this young core, it's just like these, just like how the Wizards are changing literally every day, a new roster just throughout the whole season. I mean, he's adapting to it. And I respect that. I mean, from Kuzma, I did not expect that. Like if last season you told me this, I'd be like, no, Kuzma has no shot. But he's doing really well as a leader as well. I mean, this team needs a leader and we don't have a vet like Chris Paul like which we could have had, but we don't have a vet like Chris Paul. So these guys have to rely on Kuzma. I mean, he has yeah. a ring. I don't think they're going to rely on Pool. So all the, Kuzma's our guy here. And all the young guys speak very highly. Like Denny says, Kuzma like helps mentor him a lot. Bilal said nice things yeah. about Kuzma. Like I haven't seen anyone have anything bad to say about Kuzma's attitude. And I can tell that too. Like he doesn't. He might pout to the rest, but he doesn't pout to his teammates. And I respect. He, I ever see him like he'll maybe like tell like oh Bilal step up here, but like he won't like yell at him and i pretty like exactly. he's definitely step up as a leader yeah he's a good team player there's he doesn't have any he doesn't have any shade towards the other players on the team at least from what i've seen really positive guy i love kuzma yeah so there we go nice solid b 
All right, who yeah. do you got next on your list? We can go with Denny. Denny. Okay. Turbo. Denny Avdia, also known as Turbo. So, Denny this year is averaging 13.6 points per game, 3.8 assists, and 6.6 rebounds. The things I like to see with Denny is that he's starting to get confident in his three-point shot. I mean, he doesn't hesitate anymore. He's aggressive when attacking the basket. I mean, we've been getting some pretty cool dunks from him here and there this season. He can draw fouls now consistently, and this is 100% a breakout season for him. I mean, like last season, I used to hold my breath whenever he shot the ball. Now, I mean, I have the trust in him that the ball is going to go in, especially compared to last season. So the pros for Denny. He's one of the best defenders on the team, if not the best defender on the team. And he can be a little sneaky defender that the teams have to look out for. Also, his offensive side is starting to blossom as, like I said before, he's starting to knock down that three-point shot. He can consistently get rebounds as he's averaging 6.6. And another thing that not a, lo- not a lot of people have talked about is his court vision. I mean, even if we have ties... I would say we can also trust Denny now to run the offense, which he's actually been doing. Like, I mean, his ability to find guys mixed with his passing abilities has been very impressive. Like, I don't know if I'm the only person that's noticed that. Has you? Have you? Oh, definitely. His playmaking is way better this year than previous seasons. 100%. Like, 100%. He can, he can be a playmaker on this team. And I've, it's really, it's been fun to watch just seeing Denny run the offense. But the cons, um, a lot of people have said this before. I mean, he's still not. He, he needs to work on his left hand. Um, it's like a really common one. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Brown's really good. He doesn't have a left hand. I guess, but then he's not Jalen Brown. He could be, though. Who knows? I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't mind that. Exactly. Another thing, he doesn't shoot from mid-range that often. And once he does, it's not, it's not that great. So get more consistent shooting from mid-range. And Denny has a habit of complaining to the officials a lot. Like, every time you see a foul, you see the replay, Denny goes straight to the officials and he just starts crying. I think I, Denny... Is Denny worse than Kuz now, complaining to the rest? No, he is. 100%. He's always crying to the rest whenever I see him. I, and this can like, watch... It's of a con, but it's just a little thing I wanted to point out, you know? It's, it's not like Luca levels of complaining to the rest, but he still definitely... There's been one or two times where I see he, like, thinks he gets fouled, throws his hands up, doesn't get back on he defense, hands up. Yep. and mm-hmm. then they score in transition. He just like, a bit. Exactly. So he needs to fix that up a bit. I don't, he had that last season as well. Yeah, but I mean, so. if if it, I'm not justifying it, but I guess if it ties to him having that dog in him or something, like with his new attitude, <laughs> be, being more confident with, you know, because he is, I think, 100%, like, it's a confidence is a huge part of his development this year. Like, he's been definitely putting in the work with his jump shot in the lab and all with the Wizards shooting coach. Like, I mean, he's definitely put in the hours, but also confidence has also definitely been key. Like, I feel like last year, a lot of times, um, I mean, like, other teams would leave him open intentionally, and I feel like that definitely, like, that, like, messes with your mind, man. But this year, like, teams are guarding him, he's on the scouting reports, and if, someone, if they guard him tight from the three-point line, he'll try to drive to the rim. And when he drives to the rim, like, mm-hmm. there's, he has, like, that, he has a, he's, he's starting to, like, look like Kuzma sometimes. You know when Kuzma, like, drives into, like, three defenders in the paint? You're like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, Kuzma yeah. makes it more often than not, and then Denny's starting to act like that, too. So, it's, like... It's dangerous to be that confident, but if when you're good yeah. with that confidence, like Denny was that week he was dropping 40, then, like, okay, I'm like, damn, like, go ahead, my boy. Like, I don't mind it then. Obviously, when, ahead, then, when you drop seven points, I'm like, yeah. But, like I said, hopefully when he comes back from injury, he can get back to 
um, Turbo Denny mode. It still remains to be seen what it was what he's going to finish the season out with. But um, yeah, I guess I guess like it ties into what are your expectations for Denny to finish off this, this season? So what I would like to see from him for the rest of the season is mainly to stay consistent. Now, Denny has a pass of going on slumps. Like after his big forty point game, for example, we talked about this before. He had a really mid game versus Denver. I mean, he only scored five points on three of fifteen shooting. But my expectations for him is that maybe he can be a fifteen to twenty point a night scorer. I mean, that should be the next goal. Like, can he be a consistent threat? And I think he can. Although with Poole and Kuzma on the team, there aren't as many shot attempts for him, but I mean we'll see because I'm still very high on Denny. I mean, pull to the bench might honestly open up Denny opportunities in the future, so that's good. That's nice. Yeah. And then I think another one, I know he's your guy on the list, but I think an expectation I just want to see from Denny, just like a little more consistency with the effort on defense. He has the fundamentals, just yeah. more consistent effort. And then also just, yeah, continue to keep getting better at playmaker. I want to really see him become like a really consistent, like six assists per game kind of guy. That'd be like, I think that would unlock some things with his offense in the future. 100%. Now you ready for my rating? Yes. Drum roll. Uh, I'm giving Danny Avdia an A. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would maybe go A minus, but I think I got to give him credit. Yeah, I'm really I, proud I, of him this season. Yeah, I'm really proud of him. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it, it, he, he he did what a young push do. He got better, so I think that definitely deserves an A. Yeah. All right. Well. Oh, we agree on Denny. All right, who should I go with next? You know what? Next, I'm gonna let's let's, let's, let's you say pool. Do pool. All right. Well, okay. We're talking about yeah. pool going to the bench. Pool going to the bench is the big thing right now in Wizards fandom. <laughs> and yeah, oh, oh, where to start, pool? <sighs> Pros. <laughs> um. I didn't write anything. Wait, I didn't. I'm looking at my notes. I didn't write anything. I didn't write a single thing in my notes about pros. Um, he has he has the potential every night to score 25 or 30. He does it most nights, but it's like I mean, every game that we that every time a game begins, you're like he could do it. Old pool could return. The game against the Cavs, old pool returns. It doesn't happen often, but. He has, he's at least a threat at the beginning of games until he cools off. Cons, defense, um, bad shot selection, um, poor playmaking, yeah, lack, yeah, lack, yeah, of yeah. F, lack of effort, um, question, uh, questionable um, teammate attitude at times, like during timeouts. I know Bilal says he's nice to him, but okay, Bilal, maybe you're just a nice guy. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, like everything that's been said about pool, we've said in depth with like a raging fist. I, I, I had yeah. to, I was gonna smash this table really hard, but I, was, I realized it's gonna sound really bad in the microphone, so I held off. But if I could punch that TV right now, I would. I'll, I'll make a crack in it. I'm just thinking of Jordan Poole lowlights, and it's just like it's not even it's it's, it's not even just like oh, it's because scoring is down. It's just the whole thing. Effort, like effort really matters a lot, and on a bad team, and that's the very least you can ask for. And there's been no effort, and it's just it's just the lowlights. Like bro has been like the Shaqton a full MVP this year, just like just falling over for no reason, just yeah. falling out of bounds, and just acting goofball. Like, but 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 but. but. I don't know if it's because I am a masochist or if it's because I just. 
I'm a harsh grader, but I just I, I I'm struggling with this at this moment, but I'm not gonna give him an F. I'm gonna give him a D minus. Only reason I'm giving him a D minus is just because he's he has scored a few, like three or four. He has had three or oh, four man. nice games. D minus. Three or four nice <laughs> games. Three or four nice games this year. And Bilal says he's a nice teammate, so I mean he's I don't know, I mean he saw that like a D plus. Do you remember remember Denny's birthday where they sang happy birthday? Oh, yeah. So, and, come on, Denny. And he was like, Denny, 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 Denny. So sassy. <laughs> I was like, Denny, okay. come on. Denny, come on. Yeah. He was like, he was like, come on, Denny. He said in like a weird voice too. That was so like, funny. Like gives me hope. Like even if he's weird during games, maybe like in the locker room, he has fun with them. I don't know. But yeah, well, D plus. Why, 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 why are you giving him a D-plus? I, th- I, I, I was going to give him an F. That's too mean. I was I had to talk myself out of an F to a D-minus. Oh, man. Okay. Everything, You're the expert. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm an expert. I'm just saying, what has he done to get a D-plus? I don't know. is a bit harsh, no? <laughs> he has not met a single expectation we've had from this year. Not a single yeah, one. Good expectations for him though he doesn't even play like pool played in golden state last year he's That's worse what? that was our expectations for him golden wasn't state even that pool. good in golden state last year he... i don't think they would have won the chip without jordan pool no two years ago pool, but no oh, pool, two... two years ago oh, last year, pool. Last year pool. oh god oh I mean, god last year last year's, last year's, last year's pool still put up 20 off the bench which is cool but it's just like you know, he's grounded having Curry and all that around him. Yeah. And now he's not grounded. Yeah. And somehow we got worse not having those guys around him in a, in a good system. And a, a team that has no real offensive system, but yeah, Poole is just... I think a D minus. We'll, we'll throw a D. I'm going to put up a graphic right now. D. I'm going to pull a D. All right, who's your next guy? Okay. Oh, actually, wait, quick, wait. I'm going to put Davis for last. But okay. I have Bilal... Bilal Koulibaly, also known as Be Cool, which cool. supposedly people are calling him now. I mean, cool baby. <laughs> Be cool, cool, cool baby, whatever you want. Baby alien. I don't know. But, I mean, Bilal so no, far, no. he's averaging... Oh, oh, oh wait. Wembenyama's... Oh, I guess he's a baby. He's, he's yeah, yeah, so, because okay. Wemby is the alien, he's the baby oh, alien. Okay, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, that's what I've heard from, like, rumors. I'm not a fan of it. I like Be Cool, I'm not gonna lie. Blah, cool, Bali, be cool. I don't like cool baby. I hate cool baby, but Chris Miller said like it. Cool baby. Chris Miller said it once, and it's stuck in my head. I think of it's cool weird. baby every time I, I see like him. It. I don't it's, like it. It feels weird to say. Chris Miller. But yeah. But yeah, continue. Sorry. Sorry um, to interrupt. Uh, where was that? Uh, yeah, he's averaging 8.3 points per game, 1.7 assists, and 4.1 rebounds. <clears throat> the pros. I mean, obviously, defensively, he is a threat. I mean, his ability to steal and block, his long arms and his frame. And in the long run, I can see him as an NBA all-defense guy. No? I mean, oh, come on. Future Bilal, yes. NBA all-defense, 100%. Four, five definitely years, attainable yeah. if, Four, we, five if we develop him right. Yeah. And he has offensive potential because mainly he does have the ability to drive to the basket. I mean, his three-point shot is a bit streaky, but he can drive to the basket. I mean, he gets dunks really easily. Super easy for him. All he has to do is put his arm up. He's long. Honestly, like but, I, th- I think Blood doesn't drive enough. Like I'm exactly. I'm like, he's standing in the corner. 
it's weird. Bilal has played opposite of his scouting report. Remember drafting him, they were like, can't shoot threes, but he can dunk. He's a run, he's a run and dunk man like Giannis. But that's not he's, he doesn't really drive as much as he just kind of chills in the corner. And he's been mm-hmm. better than three than we thought he would be. So that's a positive. But I like Denny. I'd yeah. like to see him take. I think a good second level for him is driving to the rim more. But I mean, those are the only cons I have. For, I mean, the only pros I have for him. But the cons, I mean, he has to work on his ball handling a bit. Like he can only do a couple of moves. Like I can't blame. Him. I mean, he's not the guy that's he's supposed 19. to ball handle that much. He's but 19. he just like a little bit of moves you know, in his bag. But he's gonna, it's gonna take time. It's, it's to, gonna take time. I'm not fair. like flaming him for. I'm just saying. To be fair, remember, remember when he got drafted? There was that really scary rumor that they wanted to make him the point guard. This was before time. Terrified. No, because I was like, I, I think that. that would have been career suicide because he would not have done. He would have been scared of that role and just like he was not. He's not. He's yeah. not a point guard. He's not. He's not. Yeah. He can. He can develop his handle, sure. But right now, his yeah, handles. Like I'm sorry, yeah, Bilal, Bilal doesn't have much room. He can drive to the rim, but part of why he sometimes does struggles, like if he has an open lane, he will hammer it down. But if he doesn't, then well, he'll run straight to it. But yeah. he, he doesn't have much of a bag yet. He's still 19. He's barely yeah, older yeah. than us by a few months. Exactly. And I would, I would like to get into that. So obviously as a rookie, he's going to take time to develop. But like Denny, I mean, when he figures it out, we found our light at the end of the tunnel, you know? I mean, the future looks bright for him. With the lineup with Denny and Bilal, like once he figures it out, it would be scary. I mean, I'm very high on Bilal a lot. I love him. And I would say we definitely hit on him on the draft. I know people were shaky at first because, I mean, we expected to draft Cam Whitmore or Jaross Walker or something, but this kid is the best. I mean, high-energy guy, so athletic, and he's so young. I mean, he's only 19. I mean, I'm going to be turning 19 in a couple of months. So there's just potential oozing out of him that I'm ready to see in the future, and he has a long way to go with his basketball IQ and others, but, I mean, that's every, that's every rookie in the league. So that's what I got yeah. on below. Yeah, I mean, rookie mistakes, it's fine. He's really young. but Yeah, so what's your overall grade on the guy? I'm getting below a B plus. That's a good. That's a good GP. Right? Well, actually, no, it's not. But well, it depends on your academic standards. But yeah, that's a good. That's a yeah. That's a very solid grade. Yeah, like hundred percent. Like an A would be if he was like a fifteen point per game score or something. But from what we've seen, the fundamentals are there. I like a B plus. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Hundred percent. Okay. All right, we were negative pull. Next up, I'm gonna talk about Tyus Jones, Mister Steady. All right, when Tyus was first traded, um, obviously it was like all. Oh, Bye, Porzingis. I'm going to miss you. But, I mean, there's a chance Porzingis might have left, even though it looked like he might have was willing to stay. But who knows there? At least we got something. I mean, second-round picks and Tyus, sure. Um, so, I mean, so far this season, Tyus, I had a little bit of an expectation that Tyus had, like, this bit in him he could unlock where he could become, like, a 15, 16-point-per-game point guard. Hasn't really happened. He's only averaging 12.3 points per game. A very nice 7 assists. He's shooting 43% of three, so he's definitely a little sneaky sniper this year. So that's that's cool, been cool to see. I mean, definitely his scoring is still not there. I mean, but he's still super steady. And honestly, with how much Kuz and Poole, and even now Denny need the ball, it's, I'm glad that there's a pass for this guy like Tyus. And it definitely was confusing that he's still on this team. But for what this team needs, a steady guy at the point, I can at least partially understand why Winger and Dawkins wanted to keep him around. And yeah, like definitely this season, I think Tyus has done nothing really that exceptional, but he's been more than steady. That's what this team needs. Definitely an upgrade over Monte Morris. Definitely better than Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, definitely a more solid point guard play since Russell Westbrook was in DC. So 
overall, yeah, like, I think my, a good summary of Tyus is not exceptional defense, not exceptional offense, but he's steady. And for being steady, 100%. being steady gets you a B, man. That's that's the definition of steady. B's get degrees. Yeah, I was expecting a B. Tyus yeah. deserves a B. Tyus is a B. Pretty, pretty average point guard. Yeah, but for this team, in tank, he's a he's a he's a fine addition to the tank command. Yeah, been, he's exactly better... what I wanted from him. Exactly what I expected. Exactly. So yeah, who just gets the job done? Yeah, I mean, for the rest of the season, just keep doing what you're doing, Tyus. But yeah, who you got next on your list? Johnny Davis. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, oh, man. This, this could be quick. We, we've talked about Johnny a lot on this podcast, yeah. even this, this episodes. But just keep a quick summary of what you got for Johnny. Yeah, so Johnny Davis, I mean, he's a whole other story compared to my last three. I mean, looking at Davis, he's averaging 2.3 points per game. Good Lord. <laughs> 0.3 assists and almost a rebound a game. So Johnny Davis, a curious case of Johnny Davis. I mean, looking at him in Wisconsin, he was definitely a scorer. He was a mid-range guy who could defend. In my opinion, when they tried to change him to a point guard, it was obviously a step in the wrong direction. They also tried making him a three-point shooter, but he's not one. And I don't want to get into blaming people for it, like Tommy Shepard, Wes, or whatever. I mean, I'm saying that they should have worked to his strengths. The mid-range game, the defense. It's going to be interesting to see what their vision is from that point forward. I mean, if you look, if you want to look at him from a confidence standpoint, it's shot. There's nothing there anymore. I mean, he broke his jump shot. He fouled out of the Cavs game yesterday with two points. He's not getting consistent minutes, and he's bouncing bad. He's bouncing back and forth between the go-go and the Wizards. And he was the 10th pick in the draft, too. So at this point, we missed in that draft. So we'll see if the rest of the second half, I mean, if he gets minutes, especially with DeLon Wright gone now, and see whether he's here to be an asset here in D.C. or on another team. That's all I got for him. I think he's going to get another half season in D.C. Like he'll, he'll be on the roster to start next year. This team's not going to be good enough next year to warrant cutting him, but I can definitely see at the midway point, if he's still averaging like one point per game, he's going to become a Killian Hayes type victim and get, be a first round pick that gets cut. And it's really unfortunate that Johnny missed this hard. And I think there is some blame to the Wizards should take just mismanaging him. I mean, to be fair, it's kind of hard to identify what his skill sets are right now just because of his lack of confidence. It's just he can't really do any much of anything at this moment. I mean, yeah, like you mentioned, college career. It's been said time and time again. It took Johnny like three or four years in college to actually get good. So I don't, I doubt, but we don't have the, you don't really have three or four years in the NBA to wait for someone to get good. It's not like college in that sense. So I, I think he, I, I think I'm, especially because Winger and Dawkins technically didn't draft him. It was a Shepard draft decision. I think it's another half season on his leash and it might get cut. I mean, or either that or he becomes trade bait. Obviously, no one's going to trade for him straight up, so he might be trade bait. Mm-hmm. But really curious yeah. to see uh, what the grade is here. So for the grade, I said that I can't really grade it myself. So, you know, I'm going to need some help from you. What do you think we should grade Johnny Davis, Sully? What do you think? F. Yeah. <laughs> there F. it is. I didn't want to say it myself. F. It's okay. It's okay. Johnny Davis. <laughs> we're not. We're, we're. I think we're nicer. We're, we're critical, but we're we're very articulate with how we're criticism. Well, I'm like giving him a, F, but he's. I know he has, a, fa- he, has a, he has a family. Yeah, yeah. Taco Bell, but he, he was good in college. So I don't I, care that he was the Big Ten Player of I know, the Year. I know. It don't I know, mean I know. nothing if you drop in two points per game. Yeah. Uh, well. 
Next up, <laughs> uh, he's better. Next guy up on my list. He's um, the last guy I'm going to talk about today. He's but he's better than Johnny. It's actually a guy I like a lot. And uh, actually, I think this might be one that you think I'm a bit too high on. Marvin Bagley. Marvin I love Bagley. Marvin Bagley the third. <sighs> Major fun fact. Um, you ever watch a Pistons game from like a few months ago? Maybe. I noticed, I was looking at old Pistons clips one night, don't ask why. I was looking at old Bart Bagley Pistons clips, and <laughs> I noticed when he scores at their home games, you know how the Wizards have some sound effects, like back when DeLon Wright was here, they're like, I know that's right, or it's like... I know that's right. Or Denny has <laughs> yeah. a turbo sound effects. The Pistons have their own sound effects. Guess guess what sound effect played when Bagley scored? Marvin Bagley? Um, I don't know. Something like in his name that I could... Be it it relates like... to his last name. Bagley? Is it like money? Kinda, like yeah. He's getting the bag. Almost, you're close. Like coins or something like that. I don't. There was really like a. It was a. Maybe I don't cash. know where this. I don't know where this song is from. It was like I think in a commercial. The but song? It was like they would play like when every time they scored, they'd play major bag alert, major bag oh, alert. Oh my god! That was like That's a funny. Wendy's ad or something. But that was the sound of they played when he like dunked. They played like major bag. I was like, I laughed when I heard that. <laughs> we got to do that. That's actually that's creative. Maybe he doesn't want to be surrounded by that anymore. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, uh, focusing on his actual skill set, Bagley is a weird hybrid power forward center kind of player. Really weird because he doesn't really have the height to be a real center and or the strength really. He's the size of a power forward. Plays more like he can't, his, his jump shot is a bit streaky. He he could shoot in like Sacramento and kind of in Detroit, but in DC is, he hasn't really shot at all, which has been kind of strange. It might be because he's been, been forced to play a center, but he definitely, he will not out-muscle guys, but he has really good fundamentals. He went to Duke. He was Cody. He was coached by the legendary coach K, so he definitely has good fundamentals there. He has a nose for the rebounds. Um, he plays like a guy from Duke. That's the best way to put it. Like, he honestly is not a horrible playmate, like, passer for us. He's not Jokic or anything, but for a center... He's all right in terms of like getting the ball back out, and he definitely doesn't take dumb shots. Um, he definitely is all you could really ask for as a hustle guy. At this point, that is all he really is. But in terms of what we got, like I said, I've mentioned this multiple times. For Danilo Gallinari and Mike Muscala, Gallinari's not even on the Pistons anymore. And we got second round picks. Yeah, and I think Muscala... Is still, I don't care. I'm not gonna look that up, but but um, we got plus that and second round picks. Like hell yeah! Like I know Bagley is a little overpaid, twelve million, but it's fine. We're not paying anyone else. And as for a hustle guy, a guy on this team that really tries, he puts up double doubles more often than not. Um, I'm willing to give Bagley a B plus. Is that too uh, nice? What yeah, you got you got to no, you got to give him credit. Like, give him credit. I mean, like, he's our only like real big man on the team, and he's putting in the work. He has a lot of flaws he's for center. He's doing exactly what I expected. He yeah. has a lot of flaws for center, but he also, I'm keeping in mind, he's doing a lot of what is not his strengths, but he's still finding new ways to adapt, and I can appreciate that. And also, I think he's yeah. above, above expectations. Like, I was ready for the trade if Bagley just be like, do nothing, average like seven, eight points per game, do nothing. But no, he's he had like that little 20-point game. He's putting, he had gets boards, like, he's exceeded expectations. So yeah, B-plus for Bagley. Good rating, good rating. Yeah, Professor Sully and Ranj. You have any, anyone else left on your list? 
there's no one left on my list, but there are two things that I want to talk about as the team as a whole. If that's we're not okay. we're not rating Anthony Gill. No, no, no not like I mean, like I'm just kidding. the franchise. Yeah, just okay, the franchise. Ahead. Yeah, expectation. Wait, so, yeah. so the first one is like the most obvious one, but I'm gonna start off with like the development of young players, and I get it. The trade deadline, I mean, it's come and gone, and there are still some veteran guys on the roster, but we can't take our eyes off the prize. Player development has to be key in the second half. I mean, especially Denny. I mean, he's taking that step this year. He's breaking out this year. Corey Kisper is looking really good this year. Bilal, I mean, he has to solidify his offense a bit, and Johnny Davis can just be Johnny Davis. <laughs> but, I mean, development is key because eventually these veterans will be moved. Like, whether their contract just runs out on Tyce Jones or whether they just move Shamit or Kuzma. But eventually, the team will get younger. And especially going to a rebuild, we got two first-rounders in the upcoming draft. And to add to the roster, we have to develop what we already have now, if that makes sense. And it has to be strong, you know what I mean? I mean, this core has to be ready to add on to. We can't just add two picks if the core isn't already there. So... The success, the success of this team going forward has to rely on Denny, Bilal, Kispert, maybe Johnny Davis. I mean, no. these are guys that... Not Johnny Davis. Not Johnny, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, these are guys that can potentially be on the team three years from now. And I think we're heading in the right direction, though. But player development with this young core has to be, in the, has to be key in the second half of the season. Yeah, definitely... These these last we're about twenty five games left in the year. Definitely like, just want to see Bilal take one one or two more steps in his development. I want to see Denny consistency, Corey consistency. I I don't think I think it's a bit too much to ask to ask Corey to randomly become automatic again. But just c- consistency from Denny and Corey is what I want to see. Definitely I want them what guys have been around for a few years. Just be more consistent. And then the young guys such as a Bilal. Yeah, just you have well, you have time to develop, keep developing, and but yeah, there's definitely a bright future. It's, I don't I don't think our success in the future is a guarantee. Still, this front office has a lot of work to do. We could still hundred percent. I'm yeah. sc- this, 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 doesn't happen instantly. And there's there's a there's a scary reality where in five years we're still like a twenty five win team. I don't. Let's hope not. But pray on that. <laughs> there's also a really good reality out there where in five years we're like a 50 win team contending for like a, at the very least a second round or conference finals kind of threat and honestly that's i, I mean, mean i have faith i have faith in the rebuild like we're gonna be horrible for the next four or five years but i think what what you would think we're gonna be good next season no, I, I think like three, I feel like three if, years i think if the rebuild is still going on in five years that means we don't know how to draft I think three years is a better timetable yeah, for the rebuild. Than Winger and Dawkins, I guess. As if we, if we, if five yeah, years, we're, yeah. we're still bad in five years. That means all the it means Bilal still is, it hasn't become anything. It means Zachary Rissacher or Cooper Flag hasn't become anything. Then that just means we're, we're something's wrong with us. So I think three, three, two, three, four yeah. years is better timeline. Yeah. And if that's everything you have to say about player development, I have one last thing to talk about. Go ahead. So the last thing has to do with Brian Keefe, also known as Chief Keefe. Like, I mean, you got to figure out this coaching position. It's vital. I mean, we brought out Coach Bud. So, I mean, there are going to be a lot of options this offseason. Uh, like, do you stay boy. with Brian Keefe or do you move on? You saw like, that I think room. these last couple of games of the season, I mean, it's not the most fair thing to do, but it's what you have to do. You have to evaluate these last couple of games. Like, obviously, they're not going to win a lot of games. But you have to base your evaluations on Keefe somehow. Like, how is he going to develop a law? How is he going to get the best out of Denny? 
will he get pulled back on track? Like, these are just some of the things that Wes kind of struggled with. Well, not kind of struggled. I mean, he did struggle with. But, I mean, obviously, Bilal is going to have his up and down games for sure. So it's not all on Wes. But, I mean, Keith can get Bilal involved. I mean, you can really sort of motor his game and put him in the best situations to succeed with the ball in his hands. Like, cuts, calling plays, getting involved offensively and not just standing in the corner like he usually does. Um, I mean, same with Denny. Him bringing the ball up, running the offense more. Like, that's where he's at his best right now. He's running the ball up. And then Jordan Poole, I mean, like you said before, I mean, maybe we can get him to lock in and focus, get better shot selection, maybe make him engage more, like, just, or try playing him as point guard, see how that turns out. Just try all these new different things. I mean, we have nine wins, we're not going to get anywhere, so just test out the waters. I mean, those are just some of the things I'm looking for, just better effort, also better effort on the defensive side, on the ball, like, we're not expecting him to lock down D. But just better effort on defense, like rebound the ball better. So, I mean, those are some of the things that you can kind of look for at Brian yeah. Keefe and be like, hey, can he improve on these things? I mean, they may not win, like I said before. They may not win a lot of games, obviously, but they can. They have the, they have the opportunity right now to see some improvement. Like when you saw players with Wes, I mean, they were checked out, getting blown out. Like I said before, waving the white flag at the third quarter, played zero defense. Yeah. Um, I heard you say Coach Bud. I don't want Coach Bud on this team. I'm sorry. I don't want Boone uh, I don't want Boone uh, You saw what he did in Atlanta. I mean, he yeah. helped build them from the ground up. Yeah, Atlanta, and Milwaukee. Then he won a championship in the Bucks. Yeah, but he is a good and coach. The playoffs, I don't know why coach. they fired him. He's a good coach if you want to lose in like the first or second round. I'll say that. He's can a really we, can we get the first and second round first. The rebuild. We're not rebuilding. To just be a first or second round team, we're rebuilding. To obviously, it's it's hard to become a championship team, and this team might very well might become a second round team. But I just I don't I don't think this coach Bud is a champion. Shh, I don't know. He just doesn't escalate teams. Like he's like he has too many lapses of timeouts and stuff like that too. In the past, it's just I, I've seen too many negatives. The the Bucks fans and stuff. I said I don't want I want someone from a little bit more fresh than Coach Bud. I don't like I don't know. Keith is really hard to judge just because even the team sucks this at last half of the year. I don't know. It's not necessarily his fault. Um, I think Keith has been getting both. Too, this is gonna sound really dumb, but he's been getting both too much credit and not enough credit at the same time. I think he's the team has been playing better under him, like just a fresh voice, better than like the apathetic coach Wes, definitely. But then also, so I feel like so, so I feel like definitely like non Wizards fans aren't giving enough credit for like this team's improved play because we're still losing. But I feel like also Wizards fans are giving a bit too much credit because this team still doesn't really make that many. We still suck in like the second half. We still kind of do blow fourth quarter leads. Like I don't, I still don't really understand what I don't. We just do the I same. Think, I think we can still give him some more time. The defense is the same yeah. defensive scheme we played under Coach West. Like uh, Keith is definitely a better voice, but in terms of like X's and O's, the verdict is still out. I'd be willing to give him another year or two. I would, but 100%. I'm not 100 percent sold on him yet. I'm like, you could. Yeah, sell me. yeah. We still have to wait. I mean, we could we could just recap about this at the end of the season, see how we did. I'll just say, I mean, also some guys I forgot to mention from earlier were Jared Butler and Eugene Amarui. I mean, they're also vital players that have to develop. I mean, Amarui, he's got that dog in him. He has that fight. And I would say every team needs a Eugene Amarui. Like, we have to see what we got in him. Same thing with Jared Butler. I mean, I'm, weird, I'm weirdly intrigued to see what they'll do with him. I mean, in the last game, he had a pretty cool no-look pass to Rashawn Holmes. 
So I think both of them can both be an asset to this team in the future. Yeah. I think a good summary of what to look for in these last 25 games. See what the if you can scrap together either any 10-day contract guys, these end-of-the-bench guys, see if anyone, any one of them can break out. We want to see if the vets can be more consistent and just keep seeing the young guys develop. And just seeing if Keith can keep them motivated if they'll give up again. But yeah, yeah I'm hopeful. There will be a lot of losses, but just look out look out for little details is how you enjoy it with those games from now on. But yeah, it's a, I feel like it's a pretty good wrap for today's episode. Love spending with you as always. 100%. Yeah. I always have fun when I record these little episodes. Yeah. Honestly, what I look forward to in my day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, so yeah. Like I said before, it's been <laughs> awesome to see the recent mini growth in our channel. We appreciate y'all tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed listening as much as you enjoy making it. Um, it's really cool. Just do, yeah, just a, it's just a basketball podcast about our favorite team. That's at the end of the day. That's why we think we're a fun podcast. We're, we're just two guys. Well, we're two guys with a very deep level of knowledge, but we're two just like best friends that love the Wizards and. We don't like I said before. We don't have any Woj Narasky level of um, secret info, but we definitely we think really deeply about a lot of the X's and O's and just the, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, thank you guys yeah. as always for joining. Anything else you want to add, Raj, before we end? Nope. All right. Well, um, one more thing, guys. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm like, I am recording this in a public space right now, and. Um, about to be kicked out in five minutes, so I think it really is time that we get going. All right, Roger, let's get let's get into our shooting stance. All right, everybody, keep on hitting those DC threes. threes. All right, peace, guys. Love you. Love y'all.